One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to another episode of Don't Blame Me, starring us, two people who you cannot blame for anything because we said so. I like how you took the intro for But Am I Wrong and switched it and reversed it. I have. <laughs> I told Moss like the fun fact about that. I was like, yeah, so it's just like those words like backwards. And he was like, what? Like, yeah. I feel like that's something he should have known. It really is. And I should never be teaching him about anything involving ni- 90s or early 2000s hip hop, rap, R&B at all. So, but I have been teaching him and educating him um, a lot about things important to me in the early 2000s and late 90s, which is the theme of what we're going to be talking about on this week's episode of But Am I Wrong? Mm-hmm. So listen later on Thursday. Hey. But what is this show? Well, Melissa, because that's your name. My name is Megan, everybody. Hello. I'm on a lot of cold medicine. This show is a show where we have been bestowed the gift of giving amazing advice. And we have decided to share that, that, that wealth with the world. So we answer your calls and listen to your voice messages that you send us about the predicaments and problems you are having in your life. And we do our best to solve them. And sometimes we do, sometimes we don't, but we will always do our very best. Mm -hmm. We hope to entertain, we hope to enlighten, and we hope to have a good time. That's a very good description, Megan. Thank you. I recently had um, professional advice giver Meredith Goldstein on a couple podcasts. And she was talking, she said something that really resonated with me. And I thought we could take it into our, into this show. She said that she keeps in mind when people are writing in for advice, that she is giving advice to that person and not everybody reading it. And 
Yeah. Which is something we do, but I just think yeah. for the listeners, you know, to be open to that because sometimes yeah. people get mad at us for the advice that we give, but we're not giving the advice to them. We're giving it to the person that called in. Yeah. That's why we also do try and relate to like being like, well, I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. This is what I would do. But what I would tell you to do yeah. is is this. So yeah, th- that's yeah. a very good so point. So she said that she reminds her viewers and now she has a podcast of that very thing. Hmm. Insightful. I like that. Yeah. Popping that in my pocket. I have no pockets in these pants that I've been wearing for three days straight. <laughs> hey. So if people want to participate, how do they do that? They can give us a dial. They can give us a ring-a-ling. I almost said hotline bling, but I'm not associating myself. Ring-a-ding-ding. Um, ring-a-ding-ding. You can ring our bell at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. And for both, you have a three-minute limit. So the best way to utilize that time is to write down everything that you want to say practice a few times reading it out loud with like a timer making sure you're under three minutes you have to include your age you can include your pronouns if you would like it's all anonymous so if you want to give other people like pseudonyms that kind of make sense for this um we always appreciate that you don't have to get creative with it you can we do say if you could try and get creative with it don't use names of like oh you and your partner and it's like their siblings in like the reference that you're doing like oh this is unless it's like is it James and Cersei? No, it's not James. It's not, that is a fucking... There's no one named James on Game of Thrones. <laughs> whatever whatever her brother fucker was. Like, that, his name. And so, you know... If the then, people in the story are brother That's what I'm saying. Fuckers, if you're brother fuckers... Then, yes, so but... So, use a brother fucker name. But if not, please don't use a brother fucker name. Because I'm going to think that the subtext there is that you're a brother fucker. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. am I supposed to be picking up on a brother fucking energy? Yeah. So... You have to be also 18 or over, have your parents' permission. But then when it's time to record, after you've timed it down, you've gotten all perfect, just read it out loud when you time it out. And as Melissa likes to remind us, the timer only starts after the beep. So you don't have to do three minutes from the time that you dial and it starts ringing. It's from the beep. You have three minutes to give us as much relevant information as possible. And sometimes people can feel like, we know the backstory or like, I don't want to get into all of this. Or you think that one thing speaks volumes but you've had like a history of all these other things before and you kind of just throw that in there if you're gonna like reference a history like you have to give us like at least a couple little snippets of what that is we can have a better and clearer picture and then always let us know if you're sensitive we do keep that into account um to try and give you the best advice possible we're not trying to ruin your life by any means no unless you deserve it yeah but usually if they're we're trying to ruin their lives and they deserve it like we're not gonna answer the call we're just going to like send the call to relevant parties (laughs) that's only happened once it happened once the authorities were notified they were notified (laughs) and that's they should have been and and that's all that's it like that's we don't know that's all we know yeah no we did our part for being unwilling participants in the information that that we were given it disgusting jail hopefully the result was was literally jail. jail yes yeah so we haven't heard from them. So that is a good sign. Yeah. We didn't hear from the authorities or the guilty party. So, wow, we're like that. What's that fucking, um, that true crime documentary where the guy confessed to a crime on, while he was on a hot oh. mic? The Jinx. Yeah. The Jinx. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we had. Except, imagine calling into a podcast to confess a crime and then being like, you girlies get me. And we're like, these girlies nope. do not get you. Mm-mm. These girlies Cannot don't get relate. you at all. And these girlies are forwarding this call to the authorities with your zip code and your phone number. Yeah. After we have looked you up. Um. Anyway. <laughs> After we, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't try us. Don't fuck with us. Like, we're cunts, but like, we're not monsters. No. Not by any uh, means. No. Anyway, call one. Here we come. Ready? Ready. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I use she, her pronouns. I'm almost 26, and I'm calling to get advice on navigating FOMO as a chronically ill homebody. I'm currently in grad school and have a small group of friends that I spend most of my free time with. I'm really open about my conditions and symptoms to everyone in my life, and have no problem setting boundaries about what I can and cannot do. My friends are really cognizant and supportive of my needs, especially when it comes to how and when we hang out together. 
However, I found myself pushing my own boundaries, especially when it comes to going to parties. Even before I got sick, I was never a big partier, but enjoyed going to bars and the occasional frat party every once in a while in college. Now, I prefer to do low-key hangouts with smaller groups of people, both because of my health and also just because I want to be able to actually talk to the people I'm with. Usually, it's like a game night at this house, weekly trivia at our favorite bar, cooking and eating dinner together, that kind of thing. My friends still invite me to parties so that I feel included, but they never pressure me to go or to stay longer than I feel comfortable doing. However, I've come to the conclusion that parties are just not for me anymore. It was fun when I was younger and could drink, but now I just end up getting overstimulated and feeling really awkward and uncomfortable. And it almost always triggers a symptom flare and just knocks me out for the next couple of days. Despite knowing this about myself, I decided to go to my friend's house party tonight. Of course, I immediately regretted it and ended up leaving after an hour. I feel like I keep doing the same thing over and over again, hoping for a different outcome. And every time I just end up frustrated and disappointed in myself for trying to do something that I know just doesn't work for me and my body. I think part of it is that I romanticize the memories I have of the time in my life when I did used to go out and wish that I could still do that. This weird cognitive dissonance where I'm getting FOMO about the idea of doing these things, even though I realistically know I will not enjoy them in the moment. I guess I'm just asking for advice on how to be more accepting and respectful of my limitations and boundaries when it comes to being social. I know this is a really big question that doesn't have an easy answer, but I really appreciate the advice you guys have. I love and appreciate you both so much. Thank you in advance for your help. You called two wonderful people for this. <laughs> I think this is hard, but I, I I don't know how much else I have to say other than like right now what it seems like that you've been doing is feeling like this is a season in your life that you've been pushing yourself because you have been romanticizing this and you've kind of like want to have these different outcomes, but you've repeatedly had negative outcomes. And so it's... I think it's just kind of a numbers game and collecting the data. So you've collected the data from that end of it. And so now if you treat it as opposed to like a choice and like being like, this is good for my mental health, like, you know, this is what I want. Like, this is like a a choice you have to be super, super solid in. And it's like a permanent thing. But instead being like, oh, I'm collecting data on the other end. Like, I'm going to not go out and I'm going to then see how I feel afterwards. And of like the FOMO, like, did I feel a lot of FOMO going out? And then I would write it down, like write down how you felt not going and then being like, okay, the next day, also, also not just when they're at the party, but like, do you, does that FOMO last for like the next day? Or is it the next day you're realizing like, oh, I'm not completely wiped out and I'm not like flaring symptoms wise from something related to that. So like I was able to do this that day. So kind of looking at it for like, the event, the the cause, like the result and the outcome of that over the course of like a week and being able to like look back on that to see, oh, I have not enjoyed going out those times. And it can be hard if you've been in the habit of kind of like, oh, I'm going to opt in, I'm going to opt in, I'm going to opt in to then remember that like, oh, that FOMO that I felt like it's actually not that bad because I've been doing it in a sense to make it like a test to like see how you feel as opposed to like a choice you have to be totally set for and solid for at all times because I I'm very much someone who like plays things by ear and there are things that like I have no desire to go to because I know I won't have a good time and then there are other things which I'm like I know that I'm not gonna feel good like this is going to be rough but like I really want to participate in something like that but I would never be able to choose to participate in something like that if I fucking burn myself out and wipe myself out for a bunch of other things that I don't really care about. But I'm just like trying to be a person that I might not have ever been. But like this romanticized idea of who I want to be and who I thought I was at a different time. Yeah. And just for anybody that's new or doesn't know, like I have a lung condition and then Megan also has a long COVID. So for me like there's a clear distinction before COVID me and after COVID me and before COVID me I would go out all the time I would make out with random people hook up with random people all the time and then as we started hearing about COVID I just kind of I felt like I was just kind of shrinking in on myself because after Mm -hmm. I had I already knew what like could happen and then after I had a serious conversation with my doctor about it it was like do not get COVID because it's going to be bad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's something I've been prepared for. Luckily, it hasn't happened to me. But like, 
I'm still very cautious when I go out. I'm no longer just hooking up with random people, not even going out to like, for example, this past weekend, Gabe had their birthday party and they were like having a bunch of people over before going out to party at um, like in the clubs and stuff on Thursday night. And the clubs? They did go to the clubs. They went to the clubs. You have to tell me off mic what fucking clubs. Well, it's also Gabe's birthday is on June 1st. The first day of Pride. And so I was about to be like, this is a fucking commitment. Yes. But Gabe loves going out and partying. No, I know. But I'm saying like, I. Oh, for me. Yeah. But but the thing is, is like, like, like the caller's friend, my friends know my limitations. And Gabe Mm -hmm. was like, I know that you probably don't want to come out to this. And I was like, yes, you're correct. They said this to both me and Allison. And. They were like, well, I'm going to do a brunch for just us, like us and a couple other people that don't want to like go out and stuff. And so that's what happened. Like, would I have liked to go out and party? Yes. But like, that's just something that I know that I can't do anymore. And so, yeah, I do have FOMO that I can't hang out and party the way that I used to. I can't like just walk around a crowded area without a mask on i just have to be cautious anytime i have to ask people like who's go- if we're there's an event or something who's going to be there so i can make sure it's people that like they know have taken the precautions mm-hmm. like there's just a lot of steps that i have to take before i consciously go out but the thing is like the caller's friends like my friends know and so like if it's something they're like hey we're doing this these like this these are the things that are happening i know you probably won't don't want to go but here's something else that we can do together so i never really feel left out in like the big picture but there's just things that i know i can't do anymore and so it's just like making myself comfortable with me and being happy with what i have now and being happy for the health that i do have You know, knowing that if I do push myself, then it could have detrimental consequences to that. Yeah. Like knowing that there are things that are completely out of our control when it comes to like our health, but there are things within our control Mm -hmm. at this point. And like that's something to like look on that as a a benefit and something that is like not to be like it can be a headache and it can feel frustrating. And like I totally understand that. But I don't think the the crux of this, I don't think is the FOMO. I think that I don't know what your chronic illness is, or if it's something that has been exacerbated by COVID or by your health, um, by other like health factors, or if it's like a recent diagnosis that you're learning more about, or if it's something that is has come on later, or if your mental health has been affecting this. But to me, this is a chronic illness related call because it's morning mm-hmm. like you're morning you're morning not who you were you're morning who you th- thought that at some point you had the choice to be that person and like right now you're saying that like oh yeah like I've always really been a homebody I've never really been like that into parties and like not really really into that stuff but like now suddenly I'm wanting to be like that because it feels like that before that was a choice and now it's not and so it's like oh well now I want to be like like that like it doesn't it feels like it's taken away from you like a possibility And I so relate to that. Like that has been a very, very hard thing for me to deal with too. And you are, I don't want to like diminish this by being like, oh, you're so lucky you have like great friends who are supporting you in that because it doesn't matter. Like that's still really hard. But I think sitting with like yourself and like looking at your life and maybe, I don't want to say like not factoring in chronic illness into this, but like there are th- there are fundamental things that your life changes when you're sick. And then there are also just ways that you are that align with that. So you haven't really liked partying. And that is aligned at this point with your chronic illness, which is kind of wiping you out and getting flares from doing this kind of stuff that you didn't even really enjoy doing. And you might not have ever enjoyed doing that. But maybe down the line, things change and you will enjoy doing that. And you want to do that. So like the 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 being comfortable in our like current circumstance and our situation doesn't mean that you have to give up the idea that that could change. Like your desire to do something could change and your circumstance could change. But right now, all you know is the past and the present and the past. You didn't enjoy doing these things. 
present, you don't enjoy doing these things. If you suddenly want to do these things, you'll have that feeling and that desire that's not going to suddenly kick in the second that you're there to kind of prove yourself wrong. Like you'll build up to those kinds of things. You'll, you know, go out to things that like you're really enjoying and planning things. And so I think like padding your life too with planning the more things that you do with your friends and the game nights and all of that kind of stuff. Like, do you feel like you're lacking in friendships? Like, do you feel like you're lacking in friendships with people who are in a similar boat to you? Like, I would be going fucking insane if I didn't have Melissa in this because like none of my friends, most of none of them, I have one other, I have one friend who they have to be really cognizant of health stuff regardless and or in like and like Lily's someone too like Lily has like her back stuff like so there's things that like we understand with that but like if I didn't have friends like that and I was like the one friend who was like oh opting out can't do this opting out it's even though I don't want to do those things like it is nice <laughs> that like I can text Melissa and mm-hmm. like just vent about some shit or whatever so it might no matter how supportive your friends are and they're great and they're doing everything right and like I wish <laughs> I wish everybody had like a support system like that but I also wouldn't discredit having people who are also in your same boat just to kind of like, not temperature check, but kind of like for you to relate to and understand that like, oh, this isn't like a me, like a me thing like this, like people who are just are understanding your your side more because no matter how accommodating other people are, it can feel like you're a lot it can feel like it's like oh I'm the only one going through like it can just be nice to have people who are going through similar things to kind of vent to or to feel like they're also opting out of something like that Mm -hmm. so maybe try to if you don't have friends close to you find a community online of people that are you know doing similar things as you and maybe you know when your friends are out doing stuff that community could be doing something online or find any any it might not necessarily be other people with chronic illnesses but people that mm-hmm. just don't like, like going outside in grad school yeah. like it can be anyone who's opting out for any reason and like i don't know how you guys how like you are telling your friends like oh we're not i'm not going to do this but like i know for me like when it comes to like going out and like drinking like when i would go to weddings and stuff and i'm like oh i'm not drinking as soon as someone else heard that like i'm opting out of an activity they're like oh i'm going to i'm going to opt out mm-hmm. and do that too so even if it's in within your friend group, I don't know how you guys are communicating this stuff between you, but, you know, not feeling like everyone's going out and you're like left at home. Like there can be alternative activities and like things to do, whether like Melissa said, like online or in person with friends who are like, you know, like I'm not really in the mood to go to that thing. Like, oh, do you want to come over and do this? Like if it's on a group chat being like, I'm not going to do, I'm like not going to be able to go to that party there. But like if anyone is trying to have like a low key, like, night staying in like i'll be home mm-hmm. if anyone wants to like hang out or something like that and don't feel you know? pressured and tell them like don't feel pressured like yeah but if you don't want to go mm-hmm. i'm here yeah I'll, also you know another one is uh which I, I used to do and my friend jenica talked about doing this when she was in college so she was a teen mom and she would have at her apartment she would ho- host pre-games for her friends before they would go out to the bars but she just wouldn't go out and leave because she had a kid and so it would be like oh like we'll all hang out here kids in bed but I'm obviously going to stay here so like she would still be able she would still be participating in the activities Mm -hmm. of that night but in her home and in that way and like I'm I don't know if there's a way for you to make that where you feel like comfortable or safe doing that but feeling like you're still participating in the night just for a specific part of the night yeah like a dinner pregame all right well we're gonna take a break If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's, quoted from town and country saying 
It's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said, part time travel romance, part spy thriller, and 100% multifaceted joyride. <gasps> when I tell you that, I was like, sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns, but that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls, but happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. And we're back from our break. Yay, let's get into the next call. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I use she, her pronouns and I'm 23. I broke up with my boyfriend of a year and a half a few weeks ago. For context, we ended things pretty peacefully. There wasn't a huge fight or cheating involved, but it did surprise him and he had a really hard time with it. He always said I was the love of his life. He was deeply in love with me, to be honest, almost to the extent of obsession, which was part of the reason of the breakup. I was basically the solution to all of his problems and it was too much after a while and no matter how much I backed him, he never went to therapy and I couldn't deal with it anymore. My issue is we have a lot of sex tapes of the two of us and he has nudes and videos of me. The thought of him watching those makes me really uncomfortable. When we were together, he sometimes put those on just to hear my voice because he missed me, not even to jerk off, which kind of sounds like bullshit, but if you know him, you know it's very possible. <laughs> and it's nice, but a little bit obsessive, I don't know. So I'm pretty sure that he watches them sometimes when he's sad or angry. So the question is, how do I ask him to delete those? Would it be even cruel of me? I'm not afraid of revenge porn at all. This is not about that. It's really just that it makes me uncomfortable. We're meeting up to give each other's stuff back, which I initiated, I think, next week, maybe. I'm not sure if I should bring it up then or if it'd be easier to do over text. Is it even okay of me to ask that? I'm a little sensitive, so go easy on me if you think I'm unreasonable, but... I'm curious about your opinion. I still have some time, so I want you to know I really love your podcast and thank you for your advice in advance. Mm. Or, uh, you're not being unreasonable at all in any no, way. No, your body is your property regard like like forever, like in perpetuity. Like you, you have ownership over your body. You have ownership over photos and videos of your body uh the only people at this point who do not have ownership over that are models from photographers which i also don't agree with mm -hmm. like i'm vehemently against that but no you legal like you have ownership over this like these photos that no that's it, it is the the right thing to do is anytime you end a relationship you or even while you're in a relationship, if your partner asks, but even if your partner does not ask after you end a relationship, you should be deleting every every photo, everything and from your deleted messages, too, because um, some people forget that it goes to your deleted and stays there until you actually yeah. delete it. It's not wrong of you to ask. I think I would do it in text message to have it in writing. So then there's no denying it but then when you meet in person ask for either like reminding them or ask for confirmation because yeah like especially since he watches them just to hear your voice and was obsessive over you 
and won't go to therapy like this just doesn't it's not his to have anymore like he, he no longer has your consent to view these things and so yeah like he should 100 percent delete them get rid of them forget they existed yeah i think you're giving him like a really kind benefit of the doubt um he reminds me of my ex just from this kind of like you are put on this pedestal that like you can never achieve but then also it's impossible to critique your like to try and help your partner because like it's like oh you are this you are the answer and you are the solution to everything and it's like oh my god no like and then you can't have problems and like it's it's really hard so i would ask in person i wouldn't ask over text just because and I think you can, you don't have to agree with me. You can agree with Melissa, like do whatever feels right to you. But there are so many apps that are ways that you can hide photos in apps that don't look like photo apps. And unless you know what every single one of them looks like, I think it kind of gives him an opportunity to like transfer them to his computer to kind of like hide them in in that sense. And that's because I'm assuming the worst of him. But I also think that like these are personal images of you that like you clearly have and rightfully like from the tone of your voice like you really don't like that he has these and you don't really entirely trust what he's saying and like even if he's just listening them to hear your voice like no that's also not okay with me like (laughs) that no because there's nudity involved and even if there wasn't nudity it's not something you're comfortable with so I would in person just be like oh and could I see your phone so I can delete any of those videos and photos we have, like, I really don't feel comfortable with that. And then I would follow it up. I don't know what, how he's going to say something like that. But yeah, I would go through and delete and you don't do it with him, like him right there and just be like, okay, I'm just going to go to this. And like, he can watch you to make sure you're not looking through anything nefarious there. And then deleting them from the deleted folder. And I would make sure that like, there are ways that you can like protect certain images that like those ones aren't in there. And that there's no apps. And I would do some research before about some of those apps that allow you to keep messages. Some of them look like cameras, like some of them look like um, utilities, things that are like a screwdriver and like something like, or it's a ruler. Like there are lots of different, different ones, but they have specific names. And then I would follow up in a text message of being like, oh, I, I just wanted to like double check that that you had deleted the the messages the and be really specific in the wording because I do think you should have it in writing as well. Uh, that you've also deleted them from the iCloud and emptied them if they attach to your computer as well. But that's how I would probably do it. I agree. I was thinking, I don't know why in my head, I was thinking it was on some other device that wouldn't be his phone, like the videos. And so that's why I said what I said. But now now that you are saying that, most likely is on his phone. Um, So yeah, I agree with that. And if it's on his phone, I think, there's a high likelihood it's also on his laptops and his computers, but without a doubt, there's at least something on the phone and that's the easiest place it is to hide things. And so I would say that make sure, like don't not follow it up with a text message that's really explicit um, about what the videos and photos are that you're asking him to delete and confirming that they've been deleted on any home devices as well. Because I do think that having it in writing is important. I wouldn't downplay it to him at all. Like I wouldn't, it's not a negotiation. It's just like, I'm not comfortable with this. Like, you don't have to offer more explanation than that. But it's just like, you know, like, we're not together anymore. Like, we've broken up. I'm not comfortable with that. And you saying that you're not concerned about revenge porn, the fact that you're not even sure if you can ask for this back to me is like, I can't imagine that that he has built you up to make you think that he, it seems like that you you think that he has some ownership over these and thinking that you can't even like ask for these back is so not true. Like you can, you can ask for anything back, even if you're legally not a block, like even if it's not in your favor legally, like you can always ask. But if he jumps to this, like, oh, like you think I'm going to like revenge porn. Like, I don't think you need to pad this with like ahead of time of like, oh, I don't think if he brings up revenge porn, you're like, no, I'm not saying that. But I would not bring that up first. I would just be as straightforward and as unemotional with it as possible. It's just like, yeah, you have these photos of me. Like, it's just kind of, it's very cut and dry. Like, we're no longer together. You have these photos and videos of me. Like, I am not comfortable with that. Like, could you delete them? Because he does not, he seems like a very emotional 
person and has put a lot of this kind of stuff on you. And I, we, when we, when we have someone who romanticizes us, like there's people talk about like the fine line between like a fan and a hater, like someone who like absolutely fucking hates you. Like that line is like really, it's a very, very, very thin line. So I would just know that, that someone who is obsessive with you, obsessive is not a positive trait and it can go even more negative than it already has. So going about this in the in the least accusatory way without giving him verbally all of this benefit of, of the doubt, because I just don't think, I think he's emotionally manipulative. I don't think you need to give him all of this explanation and reasoning because it's just, it's just factual. It's just, it's super yep. simple. I know it might feel like you want to do this in a really private place, but I would pick a place in public that is relatively private to to do this. I think anytime you're exchanging things or asking someone to do something who might get upset or emotional or something like that, obviously not on like a crowded bus where all these people can see what's on the phone, but enough that there's kind of a a level of accountability when you're at a park and you're not near a bunch of other people, but a target parking lot. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Next call. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm a 19-year-old female. I'm in a very hetero relationship with a 20-year-old male. So um, I guess I just had a question. So basically, I'm very close with, like, my boyfriend's parents and everyone in his life, including his boss. They are, like, friends. They work on a construction crew not to give too much away. I'm very close with his boss's wife, and yeah. So my question is regarding, like, I guess boundaries um, when going to Vegas. So my boyfriend's boss and his parents want to take him to Vegas for his 21st birthday. I'm honestly all for it. I think everyone needs to experience Vegas once, whether that's positive or negative. <laughs> I've already been um, with my own family and stuff, so. Yeah, I guess I'm just really calling in regarding to, like, the strip club factor of Vegas because, yeah, I mean, it's your 21st birthday, so his boss is, like, very much into that kind of stuff, I guess. Like, he has, like, a whole live-in partner and everything. They've been together for, like, 11 years or something, and he just, like, doesn't really give a shit, (laughs) essentially, and that works for them, and that's great, but I have, like, very explicit boundaries with stuff like that if we're not there together you're not going at all kind of thing and we've discussed this but um i can't help but feel like his boss will put him in that kind of situation um or try to get him into that situation and that maybe he doesn't really know our boundaries like that and i don't think his parents really know the boundaries that i have with that so yeah i guess i'm just calling to say like Ask for advice in the situation. I've told him already, like, absolutely not. But I don't know how to make it, like, more clear, like, my boundaries more clear, if that makes sense. So that's all. Um, I love podcasts. We are both Capricorns. I'm an early Capricorn. He's a late Capricorn. We're both very reasonable people. But, yeah, I don't have the money to go on the Vegas trip either. So that is out of the question um, I'm saving. So he does. He's a big boy. Works full-time job. I am going back to school. So, yeah. That is my call. Thank you guys so much. Have a good day. Bye. Oh my God. I, my heart goes out to you. This is just not good. Like I, there's nothing good about this. You saying that like his boss, like doesn't really give a shit about his eight year relationship, live in partner. And it works for them. I don't know how much it works for them. Like not giving a shit about someone is like very different than like being both of them being cool, attending like strip clubs and stuff. I think already it's inappropriate for his boss to be doing something like this for him because there is some sort of obligation in participating in things he might not be able to feel comfortable participating in because he feels like it will reflect on his work relationship. And like you, I already think that like workplace friendships are can be really dicey because you can end up doing things that don't align with you or making wrong calls and like your personal life should not affect your professional life like this like what he chooses to do on his 21st birthday and so to have two kind of outside pressures there which like parents as well and I'm assuming they're funding all of this so there's 
a little less say you get in it from there. Like, I'm just straightforward with you. Like, there's truly, I don't think there's anything more that you can do. And I think there's a very high likelihood that even if he does not want to, that he's going to be in a position at 21 years old where he's feeling obligated to do these things. And no matter how serious a relationship or how much he cares about you, I don't think is indicative of him valuing one thing over the other. But like peer pressure is a fucking hell of a goddamn drug, especially before your brain is fully developed and you're going to be inebriated. Like there's this just is not going to end up. I don't even I'm not even saying that I think that he's going to take advantage of this and do things that are going to intentionally hurt you. Like, I don't think he's going to have a good time either. Like, I think this is a bad spot for him to be in. I just want to say that, like, to start off before I go, like, strip clubs, there's as long as, like, women are doing it because they want to do it. Oh, yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, there, it's it's a job just like any other job. Get your money, get your bag. No, get your money. I, like, personally have no problems with partners going to a strip club. I enjoy I have enjoyed going to a strip club a time or two in my life. I think the thing that jumped out to me though is you didn't say if he wanted to go or not. Like if this is if he wants to go, then that's his choice and even if that's your boundaries that might it it's not like something that is like he's not specifically doing something to you. It's still something that you don't want, like you don't want him to go, but it's still his choice. And so like, if this is something that he's interested in and he wants to go and just like you said, everybody should experience something twice, him going to Vegas isn't going to stop him from going another day after the shift wherever y'all live. Like if he wants to go to a strip club, he's going to go to a strip club. And so like, if this is something that he wants to do and he enjoys to do, and this is something that is a no-go for you, then that might mean that down the road, this is not something that y'all are compatible with. So like, yeah, you might not like it, but maybe he does like it. And so at the end of the day, it's his choice. But I do not think that you should be partying with your boss or your dad in any type of way like this. Like that is weird to me. That is strange. And like, Somebody you work with should not be doing this. But again, like men do things like this. Like this is from some men, like going to the strip club after work to get a drink and watch some entertainment and, you know, grab a steak that they sometimes have. Like that's just how they unwind after work. So, yeah, if it's something he wants to do, he's going to do it. Yeah. And you're right in the sense that like, your boundary can be, I don't want to be with someone who's doing this. The boundary can't be, I don't want him to do this. Mm -hmm. So like the only thing you can control with your boundary is how you will react to that. If this is a deal breaker for you, then you need to make that clear to him of being like, I'm really not comfortable with that. If that's something that you want to do, let's have this discussion because that's, I I need to know that because then figuring out if that is something that is a deal breaker for you. But is the deal breaker him going to a strip club or is the deal breaker him lying about going to a strip club and saying he didn't go to a strip club? Like, so, because I just, I'm telling you, I think even if he does not want to go, I think he's going to go. I don't think that this trip is set up in a way that is truly actually for him. This Because I think if it was for him, they would be like, oh, we're going to cover the money to have you and your girlfriend go to Vegas and we'll come for a night we'll take him out drink because like even though you're under 21 like there's still certain things that you could go to like a nice show there you go to like a nice dinner like it could be something like that but like right now this feels like a this is your corrupting weekend like we're gonna take you here we're gonna party into all that stuff and because of the power dynamics of parents and boss even if he does not want to you just need to understand that like he can tell you he does not want to do this But there is a chance it's still going to happen because it's not an environment that's conducive to him being comfortable turning those things down. Or it could also be like, this is something that he really wants to do. And he's just not telling you because he knows it's not something that you like. Yeah, but but I also think that like, this needs to be, if this is a deal breaker for you, I don't want to sound like extreme, but like, I think it needs to be a, a deal breaker, not resting on, 
on him exerting all of this agency and power in a situation where I'm telling he doesn't have a lot and Mm -hmm. it puts him in a really bad spot. So if you're if it's like set up in a way that it's like, I don't want you to do this. And he's like, I don't want to do this. Then if you kind of just sitting at home waiting for him to get home for to find out if he did or did not, if this is a deal breaker for you, I think it needs to be a deal breaker before he goes on the trip. I don't think it needs to be like waiting to see how he did because again, he could not want to do it at all. And it's probably still going to happen. It's just not an environment where he can really call the shots. And it might seem like it is because it's for him, but it's really not for him. It's for the other people to kind of do for him so they can participate in all of this. And I just think that like you can have these boundaries and I think they're very fair and valid boundaries for you to have, but it's it's impossible to have other people's behavior be your boundary and have them have to adhere to that. Like, it's just fundamental. If they're for this, if they're against this, if they are, if they aren't. But I think personally, the best thing to do, if this is not a hard boundary for you that you're like, well, I'm not going to break up with him, then it's honesty. Then it's like, it's not like he's going to come home and you're going to be really upset with him. It's like, I just need you to be honest about this. Like, if you're going to go, I would like you to text me and like, let me know if something happens. I want you to let me know. And so there's no lying involved there. But I think you're not in a position that you're comfortable in. But I also really don't think he's in a position. He can be totally comfortable. He can be all for it. And he can also not be. And then it's just on you to believe him or not. And I just think that that's a really a hard spot. I would also unpack why this is a deal breaker for you. Like, do you think he's going to cheat on you like do you think like what are what are the certain things that are are there and then what do those things mean you know what i mean because like people doing yeah, their job and being nice strip, to him. yeah yeah most that's what i mean are so not like, going to be doing anything sexual with unless like they are high rollers yeah like, how much money is he talking some, i mean construction does have a lot of money in it for the boss is going. cash yeah but like personally i'm totally fine with it but I can understand how some people might not be. All right, we're gonna take another break. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, we're back from our break. Hello, Melissa and Megan. Today I was needing advice on how to deal with the world as I didn't give you a big fuck you over the course of a week and how to pick yourself up afterwards. I'm 20, go by he, him. And now honestly, not a ton happened, just a few things that made things pretty shitty and tedious. So earlier this week, my bank account was hacked into and someone stole around $1,200, which was so fun and didn't make me have several panic attacks. No, 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 no. Luckily, my bank um, is going to compensate that back to me and, you know, I'm not actually losing anything, which is great. But then yesterday, I got fired from my job, which I didn't do anything horrendous, (laughs) just a few small things that like add up over like the course of time. And it was a minimum wage job. Anyway, so like I'll be able to get another one fairly soon. And if worse comes to worse, I have a fast food job that I can go back to if needed, which I don't want to, but I will. And I was planning on quitting there within the coming weeks anyway. So just a little earlier than expected. I was actually just like waiting for my mom to buy a new car for herself because we currently share one at the moment. So like now I got to like find a new like work schedule that works well with me and my mom. And the job I got fired from had a consistent schedule. So like I knew what days I had off and like everything was good going forward you know like so anyway like my mom should be getting a new car soon so like that should hopefully resolve itself hopefully i do kind of like have a good plan about what to do going forward but like like on the outside i give like zero fucks about this whole situation like i literally don't care but like on the inside the people pleaser me like it's crush and i feel like total shit <laughs> so what I'm asking is how should I move forward to like do better? Like I'm trying to take this as a sign to like grow the fuck up and do something more. Like I'm not in college or I'm not worrying about school at the moment. Just work. So like how can I take the step back to pull myself forward? Like I'm thinking about fully getting invested in my hobby of writing. I wrote a few things, but nothing that can, you know, be seen as professional. I think I can try to like focus more on that and not feel scared about having it be seen as good and worth something. Yeah. Anyway, this felt like more of like me talking myself through it because nothing like this has ever happened before. But yeah, like I still like very much appreciate your advice. Um, so thank you so much. Thank you for listening. And I think I have some time. So, um, I'm an Aquarius sun, Sagittarius moon and Leo rising. Anyway, thanks again. Bye. It's not a setback. It's a setup for the future. Also the name of Mata's favorite fucking movie. Set it up. Set up. So I want to know what you did. (laughs) place to get I love the giggle the giggle implied that I was like yeah I need to know the meaning behind that because if you did a lot of little things what what were they what were they and I think you know since you're trying to look at this as like you know what what's the next thing why I made these mistakes and what can I do to be better what were the things were there were they things that 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 you could improved on were there things or like if you had taken responsibility or apologized for them happening would the outcome have been different 
and take that with you into whatever your next job is. And don't think of your next job because you said it's just a part time job that I can, you know, I can get another one pretty easy. Don't just think of it as just a part time job that can come or go. Think of it as something serious, like maybe try to find something that's within if you want to write, like if that's your passion. I don't know like what genre that you want to write in, but maybe getting a job at a a bookstore or something where like you can constantly be around the type of thing that you want to do. So then you have more motivation to do better or even working at the library or anything like that. And then as far as the bank thing, you can't control that. Banks mess up all the time. I know there was a glitch that happened this past week that with Zill and chase accounts like if you made any type of payment with it it took double the amount out of your bank account and so like some people were like i know in la we're writing like checks checks. for rent that were like four thousand dollars and taking eight thousand dollars out their account and so like a lot of it just had a a uh, a chain effect of then a lot of things in their account bouncing and chase is going to give the money back for the Zell thing, but it's they're not like really compensating people for the other things that were bouncing in their account. And like, you can't control that. So, but when things happen to you that you can't control, just like, you know, just know that like, this is something that's out of my hands. I'm not going to stress about things that I can't control and know that like, it's okay for me to be upset about this. It's okay for me to be mad but I didn't do anything for this to happen. Yeah. So I think there's two different kinds of people where some people, when they talk about something or they vent about something, it gets them like riled up and they're more upset. And then there are other people, me, I'm a verbal processor. The second I talk about it, then it's fucking gone out of my brain. I'm like not stressed about it. I'm not even thinking about it. Like it's like a first person relief. Yeah. No. And I have a (laughs) lot of friends who are like that. And then I also have to be clear with who I'm talking to that, I'm not when I'm using this, I'm like, okay, now I'm over it. And they're like, well, now I'm riled up. And I'm like, oh no, I'm like wrong person for me to do this with. So I would for like look at yourself and like which one you're like with that. So it's one, it's either you gotta get it out. Like you can even just like fucking go on your, your phone or your computer and like record yourself or you like writing, like write everything down, just like bitch about it, complain, like get it out of your system, even if it's like it's not your fault, like you didn't do anything for it, but like you have every right to complain. This is fucking annoying. Like, God, this fucking sucks. And then be done with it. Or if you find yourself that you tend to stew once you start and you have a hard time stopping with that, then I say like distractions. And then it just like, it is what it is. And pretend it's even farther in the past than it already is. Like pretend that it happened a year ago and it didn't just happen right now. Like when there's nothing that you can do and you're waiting for like, you know, the bank to reinstate all of that stuff, like it's done. Like it's, it's just as good as having happened a year ago, because again, there's nothing that you can do at this point. And for the work thing, if I'm not mistaken, you said that you were like going to be, you were going to leave this job and like find another job in a couple, like after, like in a bit, but it was after your mom got a car. And so I'm wondering if you, and I'm very guilty of this, of checking out and not realizing I've checked no knowing that I've checked out but like thinking that like nobody else has noticed and kind of one of those things where it's like oh well like I didn't or if like a friendship like well I don't want to be friends with you but this person beat me to the punch and saying like you want to stop being friends and so like it's removing your agency from the situation so like you felt like well now I look like the dumpy like the person who's like (laughs) caught and like I didn't even want this and so it can feel just doesn't feel like great in that sense but yeah, I think like learning, like looking at this as like a, a lesson of, oh, damn, even when I knew that I was checked out, like I need to not, if I start noticing that I'm checked out, I need to realize that other people are noticing it too. And this isn't something that's just in my head. And like, if I check out early from things that I still need to be like an active participant in for X amount of time longer, then I need to create a different timeline in my head where it's like, oh no, I'm going to say that like, I'm going to quit this job in three months, not a month. So then by the time that like, I'm actually going to quit in a month, but I'm not going to be checked out from that point on. Um, But like sometimes like shit just fucking happens and it's annoying and it sucks and it doesn't have to be the end of the world. Like I think think like tedious things, things that require paperwork, like, you know, there are obviously horrible things that can happen in life. And there are so many things that you have to work on and do all of that for. 
But there are like mundane annoyances and grievances, like having to go to the bank, having to get a new license issued and all of that stuff. I think that is also valid for that to be frustrating and annoying. But the only thing that I do to to look at it as like a chance of like, I have a conversation with myself all the fucking time. Like you need to fucking grow up and be a goddamn adult. Like I have that. I don't know anybody who has ADHD who doesn't have those conversations with themselves all the time. So for me, it's just, okay, so what can I do to avoid the things that are avoidable? Like what, what are, if, even if I'm like grasping for fucking straws for like a lesson learned or something, I will just try to do that. Like if it's something as, oh, I miss paying a parking ticket then I'm going to, the next time I get a parking ticket, I'm going to take a picture of the parking ticket and I'm going to put that in a note. App. Like I'm going to do things that like, it might not totally ch- change the course of my behavior, but I'm implementing new things that will hopefully change things for the better. But I think just sitting in it with feeling like there's absolutely nothing you can do, I, I think that's kind of a hard position to kind of be in. So like Melissa said, like finding some sort of, finding something in there. And I agree with the job. If you can have something that is related to like writing in that kind of environment, or also, as you were saying, like a library or something like another kind of job that's like a receptionist or someone who's at like a front of house thing where you're not having to do something that there's a little bit more downtime on there. So even if it's not related to writing, like you can bring a book, you can read a book, you can write, like do things there where if you're not on your feet all the time or running back and forth between all of those different things, like some jobs have a little bit more of that. And like, you know, even in the interim, like house sitting for people, like doing those things where like you're able to be making money, but then also have some downtime to use it as an opportunity to pursue some hobbies and seeing like, oh, where could this go from here? But yeah, I would like to know what you did. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. Did you have a good time? Me? Yeah, you. I did have a good time. Did you? I did. I hope my nasally voice was enticing to you and not nauseating. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. Give us a call for an upcoming ones if you called us and we played your call on this episode or a previous one and you'd like to give us an update we would love to receive that update. So, you can shoot us an email, you can write we're very lax about how we do updates now because we used to record on weekends so we would like you know schedule it so you could come on and it was the pandemic too (laughs) yeah so we started during the pandemic that's true we're very chill with it so like you don't have to come on like we can hop on a zoom if you want we like love doing that you could send us another call you could send us the video we won't play the video like footage for other people we'll just see it or you can send us a written update like we're cool with any of it please don't ask for advice in dms Thank you. Oh, yeah. So, you know our email, meganpodcast at gmail.com. And stay tuned for the uh, rest of our slate of content coming up this week. We are, we're doing a special edition of and But Am I Wrong? Cheetalicious edition. Mm-hmm. We're doing But Am I Watching Girl Power, Cheetah Power, Cheetah Girls edition. Cheetah Girls, Cheetah Cheetah I have so much to say on it. So, so do I. that's Thursday. <laughs> and um, yeah, leave us a review in the podcast app. You can also leave a specific review for this episode on Spotify. We love it. Follow us on socials everywhere. Follow us our personal things. Um, send us money if you would like. That's it. That's it. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. is a production by me megan rinks and me melissa demonts plus diamond imprint productions post-production sound and editing by coco lorenz production assistance by melanie d watson and music by giacomo picasso and ryan hunter